calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is episode 193 for those who even care. 93. 193. Uh, we don't care, uh, but we've got podcast 200 coming up soon and we will have big plans for that, uh, apparently. I've no idea <laughs> what they are. Things are going to have some massive plans. Uh, my name is Tom Butler and I will be hosting this week. Uh, alongside me is Mr. Rich Bearpark. Hello, hello. Uh, Luke Kamali. Sup. And the powerhouse that is Keza McDonald. <laughs> Oh, it's my powerhouse noise. Like either new or something. <laughs> um, me and Keza have been off last week. We've been off getting absolutely hammered at Glastonbury. Yeah, it's good, man. I had a good time. I had the time of my life. Uh, you're still still wearing flowers in your hair. I am, yeah. Uh, and I've got like the, all the wristbands. I'm not actually washed. So. She's actually become a naturist as well. Yeah, so. it was good. Everyone in the office is having to adjust. Did you have a spiritual awakening at Glastonbury? Yes, I'll that, go with yes. I did. That that's what they call that's what they call uh, uh, cider with shan, uh, yeah. sherry in it. Cider in with sherry. In it. It's yeah. a spiritual awakening. That's a spiritual awakening. You end up just lying down in the stone circle, burbling to yourself. Actually, we did create a new drink. It was called the um, the Somerset Shandy, which is basically a, a warm can of uh, Strongbow yeah. oh. with a shot of brandy in it. Oh my god! And when I say shot, I mean probably drink about half it and then I fill did, the rest up with brandy. I did oh, see I did see an amazing picture of you in I believe a dress. <laughs> yeah. That was very pink. fetching, Tom. So it is. It was hot. Uh, because a lot the of my friends grab. there, um, yeah, uh, they decided they might have a mini stag do for me because I'm getting married late in the year. And they decided that I was going to get dressed up as a woman and go out. Classic, I said, I'd try it on, times. but I couldn't guarantee anything. So I tried it on and it wasn't working for me. I did wear the tights out all night, though. That's wow. good. You did, you did for warmth. You, you need the warmth. You pulled it off to a degree. Thanks. Um, you, you've pulled it off. Hey. Apparently afterwards. Um, Lads. But, <laughs> but yeah, but you had a really good time. It was it was great, honestly. Um, I don't want to go on about bands because I suppose we're not a podcast about bands. But the bands were brilliant, and the booze was brilliant, and everything was brilliant, and I got really really muddy. There was no video games. There were a lot of movies there, though. Yeah. I didn't venture into the cinema tent this year, but um, they had a, they had a bunch of good films actually. They did Monster University, 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 yeah, yeah. Cool. and they do three D movies there as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So if you've never been to Glastonbury Festival, then you should definitely go, but don't get beware, a ticket if it means that beware I can't the long get drops. One. Oh, the long drops are fine. They're the best toilets. Anyway, really? let's move on. Those were not good. What else have you been doing? Some people went and saw the PS4 yesterday. Oh, we saw the PS4. It was very nice and shiny. Yeah? Yeah. It was behind glass, though, still. 
Someone, told, someone said to me the PS4 looks like the Xbox One in a wind tunnel. Yeah. It's just yeah. slightly slanty. Well, I like the, the, the thing that was on Reddit, and it was like, Xbox One comes in bold, Xbox, uh, PlayStation 4 comes <laughs> in italic. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Which I thought was quite clever. I would agree with that. Um, but did you play any games? Yeah, I played Drive Club. Um, okay, was that the only thing that was available to play? There was no, there was a Knack few things. Well. I played Knack, yeah. which is incredibly simple, but still fun. Yeah. It's not very next gen. It looks joyous. It is joyous. It's nice. It's it's got that kind of ratchet and clanky feel. Yeah. Um I you know, I like it. It's all right. I think it's going to be one of those solid launch games that you play at launch and then don't remember 3 years later. Yeah. Possibly. What was Drive Club like? It was all right. I'm not a big driving game fan though, so is Drive Club sort of like a sim rather it's than meant to be more of a sim? Because yeah, remember they were like, look at the fibers in the seats. It did look good. Cars. So I heard that the TVs they were displaying on weren't that great. They weren't, which is weird because if you're going to display next gen content, you want to be displaying. Also, it's possible? Sony, and Sony usually have their own. Amazing I was going to say, were, were yeah. they Sony TVs? No, they weren't actually. Were they? I think they must have got. No, I, th- I think they were Sony TVs, oh, were but maybe that's where they went wrong. Oh, Sony Ooh, TVs are good. We have Sony TVs burn. at our desk. We've got one on the wall right there. Very beautiful Bravia. Rich Bear Park relationship destroyer. <laughs> um, well, uh, tell me about the controller then. Did you get to use the controller? It's got a very nice weight to it. Yeah. I'll say that. And the triggers feel good too. I so. saw a picture of the Xbox One controller side by side with the PS4 controller. It looks, the PS4 controller looks bigger than the Xbox One controller. Can you verify mm-hmm. that? I think they're, they're about the same size. I still find the PS4 controller more comfortable. Right. But that's probably just because I have been playing PlayStation. Yeah, a lot of people in the office, one of the big plus points for the Xbox was that that controller's... The Xbox 360 controller's more comfortable than the PlayStation 3, but to me it looks now like they're going to be a much more... Even keel levels. And also, the, they don't have, the PS3 has such shit analog sticks. Yeah. It has such shit analog sticks. How dare and triggers. PS4 has got nice triggers and nice analog sticks. That's so, hooray for that. Yeah. One thing I did find a bit difficult, though, was I went to press the start button, which isn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it's just did, a big touchscreen. Did you get to use the touchscreen for anything? No. I no. saw a woman trying very hard to play the AR games, and you had to shake the controller to um, shoot tiny robots at the floor, uh, which was cool. But she was sitting there, and there was a big thing, like and kind of uh, an icon saying, shake the controller, and she was kind of moving it left and right. And I was like, shake the controller. She took like three minutes, and I'm like, shake the fucking controller. Shake <laughs> the controller! <laughs> it's not that difficult. That's what you she want. She did eventually get it working. Yeah, after a, bl- a black eye later, she managed to figure <laughs> it out. I just stormed on screen on set, <laughs> just tore it out of her hands. Because it comes with a game loaded, is it? it comes with AR games loaded yeah. already. It's very, very cute. Like, they've got a thing where you just shoot lots of tiny robots at the floor, and then they do a little dance, and uh, if you shoot the, the big rubber duck, the PlayStation rubber duck, they all run away from it. But you need the camera for that. It doesn't come with the camera now, does it? It the can PS4? come with the camera, like, if you pay more. Right. Well, we looked on we looked on Amazon. Other retailers are available, and it's about <laughs> like forty five quid for a pre order. So it still works out if you buy the camera as cheaper than an Xbox One. We're not the BBC. You can say whichever retailer you like. Yeah, but you know, just you know, impartiality, isn't it? Okay, so you can buy the camera and it comes out at that same price. Yeah, the co- well, at the moment, Amazon has it for about forty five quid for pre order, and obviously, pre order guarantee if it drops, you get it cheaper. Right. So it I reckon still they'll sell the eye for like thirty five quid, like okay. they did with the other eye. That should be cool. Yeah, it's not got uh, a lot of technology in it compared to the. It's Connect not like Connect. So. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's not going to spy on you in your sleep and stuff. Which no. is nice. That is good. We've also been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. We've oh, been way too much. Like, like, you say you just had a weird new village to move in. Uh, yeah, and I went to his house. I'm not even sure what sort of an animal he is. He's like, <laughs> he's like a weird bear of some sort. Oh, I really want a bear. And he, I've um, I thought I'd go around and see his house. I went in and it had stone flagged floors, stone pillars and a font of water in the middle. He didn't even have a bed. He had like a, a roped off area where he sort of stood 
behind and they had a little stereo behind him playing music it was really odd it was uh, very so that sounds slightly right. chilling it was very Joseph Fritzl like if you, had, <laughs> if, you, if, you could, if you moved that sofa if you moved the sofa there would be a, a, a cellar door, door. that's wow. not good that's not good I, I've got I, I was trying to get rid of one of my villagers for ages who was like a zombie pig right um, he was quite cool but I was just bored of him and he eventually moved out and then um, you know if you buy the campsite um, little villagers come and live in a tent okay. and you can kind of invite them into your town if you've got space Oh. and I got this terrifying wooden rabbit it's like a rabbit made of wood with like dead holes for eyes. Oh my god! And like no mouth. It's it's really Did scary. Did you want him in? Well, I was terrified that they were going to move in. So when when I woke up the next morning and there was a little building site, and I was like, "Fuck! I hope it's not that terrifying rabbit." It wasn't though, which is good. Well, uh, I mean, my thing is, I've got two two villagers with like the same name. I've got one called Annalisa and one called Annalise, and I don't like the name as is. Yeah. And then. One's an aardvark and one's a horse. And I went into the aardvark's <laughs> house, and I think that might be Annalisa. And she's got like this beautiful kind of Japanese layout going on, like all these lovely mats. And I was like, that's what I want my house to look like. And then she offered me, like, you know, I could buy anything in her house, you know, uh, for, if I, you know, at a slightly higher price. Um, and stupidly, I said no, because I was like, you know what? I don't want your pity. I'm going to get this on my own. <laughs> And none of it's come up in the store in about two and a half weeks of looking. Always buy your villagers stuff. Well, this is the thing, but I kind of want, I want to take her stuff and then I want her to fuck off because I don't want two houses the same in my village. There are ways you can game it. Like if you keep, just keep sending your villagers seashells in the post, then they have to put all the seashells in their house and they'll end up living in a house full of seashells. <laughs> oh, no is that how you give them the seashells? Yeah. And okay. then I mean, don't do that because then you just end up with lots of villagers with seashells in their house and it's just kind of sad. But they, do the, but they have to put all paradise. their stuff up in the retail, in the in the recycling uh, shop. So just all their possessions appear there as they fill their house uh, up slowly with oh, I gifts see. that you've given them. Well, I sold my bed thinking, I'll just get another one. No, I haven't seen a bed for sale for ages. So now <laughs> I've got I've got a miniature space station, which spins around, which is awesome. That's what, I've got a captain's chair. I bought that the other day. I got a barbecue yesterday <gasps> from oh, that's uh, good snuggling, uh, And what else did I get that I thought was really awesome? Oh, I've got like um like a... Uh, some sort of vibraphone where you, which you oh, can play um, I've got a music room now I know I've seen your music room I'm very good. jealous um, I'm dressed up as a bear if all this sounds mental then obviously Join you're not in. playing Animal Crossing Definitely well, I'm cowering in the corner right now because I have yeah. no idea what you guys are going on about <laughs> it's a lot so. of fun Join so, in yeah. with Animal Crossing. It has totally consumed my life. Like, my th- 3DS has never been played so much. Should yeah. we just start another podcast that's only Animal Crossing? Yeah, the Animal Crossing IGN yeah. UK podcast. We should share our friend codes if people can come visit us, but don't fuck our towns up or we will fuck you up. Yeah, we yeah. will actually <laughs> fuck you up. Like knee, <laughs> kneecaps with that. For real. We've got a lot of different fruit as well. So I think I've got all the fruit. There's one, uh, there's one that I don't I've know seen if I have on the island, which is like a spiky fruit. Durian. Yeah, which is the one I really want. And it's the only one I can't get. I anywhere. don't know if I've got... I think I might be missing a cherry. And maybe even I've orange. i cherries. Oh, I think you have light cheese because I've taken light cheese from you. I've got cherries too. Oh, well, that's my bad then. Anyway. 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 What's happened this week in video games that isn't um, fictional animals? World well, of Warcraft. Yes, World of Warcraft. That has happened. Time thief of lives it's um there is talk that they may be adding microtransactions uh basically people have been looking into the patch notes for the upcoming patch and they discovered an item that um will give an 100 percent um xp buff for killing monsters and completing quests um and it's available via something called the in-game store now a lot of people have kind of been freaking out and saying uh blah 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 this is you know blizzard is corrupt they're trying to double dip but in actual fact there's two key things to bear in mind one, they haven't announced what regions it's coming to, and my bet would be it'll probably go to China because those Chinese love their microtransactions. Um, and similarly, over here, we have already um, 
the if it does come over here we already have the blizzard store where you can buy mounts and things so really it would just be kind of um, a convenience thing you know all of this stuff is kind of there um would it change the game at all well this 100 percent xp buff people are saying i mean that would because it, it you know at the moment it's just vanity stuff available via the store um it wouldn't be a great move on their part but I, as i say i do think Chinese kind of like grinding things and stuff. Does anybody play War- World of Warcraft in here? You do, don't you? I did. When was the last time you played? Uh, I play. I took it. I tried again after Mr. Pandaria. So I don't know. I guess I stopped playing maybe. Well, I, regularly, I stopped playing maybe December. But like, I mean, I haven't played like regularly, regularly for about three years, four years. There's a guy in the games industry who had to quit World of Warcraft Cold Turkey because he didn't do anything else for eighteen months. It's pretty intense. I my, mean, my ex-girlfriend's little brother would play it like uh, for twenty hours a day, like oh yeah. for months and months and months like, on end. Well, like, when I was sixteen, it was really kind of addictive, and the way yeah, it was. Yeah. But the thing is, because there was the community there as well, so like, but hanging it, out with your friends, friends. Yeah, but like, friends. as people have left, it becomes there's like you know, if I log on now, I know like one person, two people, there's an, and who are very rarely online, so it's like there's no incentive really for me to go back. But that was what got people for years, I think. Let's hear that's... what uh, people on Facebook said about the news, about the microtransactions. Yeah. What did they say? Uh, Neil Porter says, people are already already calling this the virgin tax. Which <laughs> 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 is a bit, a bit harsh, Neil. Nice, Neil uh, And Marcus Wingart said, finally said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like our Facebook commenters. Yeah. Sometimes. Most of them anyway. Sometimes. Most of them are very nice. Yeah. Uh, what's next? So, uh, we've got the news that Love Film are stopping game rentals. Batshit. Which Bat shit is move. a big bit of news, really, because a lot of people only subscribe to Love Film so that they can yep. uh, rent the games and try them out. You know, it's a very cheap way of doing it. If you don't like the game, then you just send it back and uh, get another one. I mean, there's a, it's like it's the main USP, right, over Netflix. USP. You know, you're selling point over Netflix, like thing because yeah the main thing that it has over netflix <laughs> then because they don't you know netflix you can't get games yeah and like exactly. love for Vincent and all that obviously isn't as good as netflix is it no it's not because you know a couple of years ago we saw a big um change with love film they tried to establish that market with streaming films and i don't know if it's really taken off you know when i tried it it was a very wonky system that didn't really work it fell over quite a lot so this isn't a good move i don't think See, I, I, for about three years, I had a Love Film subscription I used. My housemate, when I was at university, managed to play almost every single Xbox 360 game through Love Film. A lot of my, a lot of my friends, actually, my friends who aren't really into gaming. Yesterday, I did get a lot of texts being like, have you heard anything about this Love Film thing? Cancel it. So like, it, I think it actually has had quite a wide impact. Um, I mean, I looked in the comments for my sins um, on this story. And people are saying that an alternative one is something called Boomerang Rentals. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying that. It so, crashed, the, their site crashed as soon as the news was announced. Like, yeah, so. I, I had a bit of a browse and it looked, I mean, it seems legit and it seems um, like it's um, quite a good um, deal. I think it's 11 and I believe Love Film is 14 99 So if you are looking for an alternative, check it out and just we don't know, have uh, We don't have Gamefly here. In the States, they've got Gamefly. We've got Love Film. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people on Facebook are just basically saying, yeah, we're g- I'm going to cancel my subscription for this because that was the only thing they used it for. But so I wonder why they did decide to do that. Was replacing games getting too much? I mean, you'd assume with Microsoft kind of gone back on the whole don't yeah. use game thing, yeah. you'd assume that there's that it's, would be the reason they exactly. wouldn't do it. But well, it might... there's obviously not enough profit in it for them to I do guess. it, right? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a £40 game, which you can rent for however, however much it is. You can't, there can't be a lot of profit on that. No, and yeah. I met, like Stu was saying as well, about just how much it must cost to replace them. Yeah. Like, how many people keep them or break them or, or lose, lose them. Or lose them or like... they get stuck in the post, etc., etc. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Love Film was owned by Amazon. 
So maybe they were seeing a big loss. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like when I was a kid, um, we did rent games. We rented SNES and N64 games from the blockbusters yeah, in these tatty games. boxes. And they usually like had someone's name written on them and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I remember renting a game. I, God knows what it was, but it was about farting pigs. It was like a platformer about butt-stomping farting pigs who were, I think, radioactive. I mean, it's part of it's kind of like, you know, there's aspects of... <laughs> Brilliant. That's a game that's looking if for... If anybody a, knows what that game out was. For a oh, oh, it was oh, oh, on the SNES. If anyone knows what it oh, was, no, please write in to... I've just, you know, send us a message on Facebook. I thought it was... Even is our email address anymore. Uh, it's not working. It doesn't um, work. Just we'll, Facebook. We'll I'm still worry. working on it. Facebook or Twitter. But I thought it was Tombi, but it isn't Tombi. Um, Tombi's a great game, by the way. It was so, yeah, Blockbuster, you can still rent games there, so if, you, if that's what you need. Or Blockbuster's dead, isn't it? No, no, Blockbuster's still still clinging on. It's yeah. diminished. My local one died. Um, yeah, it's diminished. Talking of clinging <laughs> on, uh, here's someone who has completely let go of the cliff, and that is Don Matrick, Don Matrick, who has left Xbox. Before we talk about Don Matrick, my local Blockbuster used to have the ice cream <laughs> actually chained up in the fridge, because apparently kids would just walk in, take the ice cream and walk out again. How do you chain up an ice Scotland. cream? They, uh, Scot- <laughs> Scotland. Hashtag it's not Scotland. for everyone. Mate, Wilsdon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was a Wilsdon branch. But yeah, I, I remember walking in there and trying to get an ice cream out of the thing to pay for, obviously. It was like actually like a whole chain thing up. Wow. All the individual haagen were chained together. Wow. It was insane. Bet shit. Anyway, Don matrix has gone. Yes. Biggest news and of the week. And he has gone to Zinger. Which is an interesting Zinger. move. I thought Zinger were... Oh, really? You have to be always online to play Zinger. Hey. 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 I thought Zinger were like slightly balked. Yeah, well, so were Microsoft when Don Matrick took over the Xbox business. Oh, so the theory is that he comes in and unbalks it. Yeah. Didn't he okay. come from EA as well? He came from EA. So he's gone from EA to Microsoft to Zinger. Mm. This seems like a weird trajectory for me. He is, yeah. He he's must just be... a little games whore, isn't he? Well, I mean, talk about picking all the winning teams, right? I mean, uh. like... He goes to companies that are hated. But I mean, he, he, he turns them around a little bit so they're hated bit, less. Yeah. I think that the, the Don Matrick was really good for Xbox, but the thing that I find unnerving about him is it looks like he had to be taught how to smile. Yeah. You know, it's like he arranges his face in this in this configuration that he thinks will be pleasing. Well, I mean, as far as I'm aware, um, we've reached out to Microsoft for comment and they still, they've still they've refused to comment on it. So I don't know how much of a curveball it was. You'd assume if they'd known about it, they, they wouldn't have spear... Well, would they have had they him spearhead no, everything? Yeah, no, no. CEOs don't move in a week. Oh, no, no, completely. Some people knew, but for ages. they seem peeved just by I think, their well, It was response. probably planned to happen after the Xbox One launch. And probably they thought, well, this is a good opportunity. He can move on, which he wants to anyway. And we can maybe... Save face. Take, yeah, save face and take back a bit of the um, negative... Uh, roll back a bit the negative reaction that we got to so they kept him around time. a little bit longer just to really piss people off by saying the Xbox 360 is for you you don't have any connection no I, th- I think probably he was going to leave after the Xbox One actually launched oh like release release yeah yeah so I reckon he was leaving earlier <laughs> than planned oh really what have you yeah, got, quite what have you comment got on Facebook from Andy Wheel he says he's one of the worst advocates for a company ever he completely <laughs> ruined EA completely ruined Microsoft at E3 he was nothing short of an embarrassment he's like the dad at the party who just wants to start dancing with the kids. It's probably a good job he's joined Zinger, to be honest. Really annoying company deserve pricks <laughs> like him. That's got 10 likes. Wow. So, Very uh, good. He's the voice that's, of the uh, people. That's pretty vociferous. But who's, Bo- who's Bulmer <laughs> going to play with these days? Oh, Steve Bulmer. Steve, Steve Bulmer. When he wasn't at the Xbox One launch, that's upset me. Uh, yeah, if you don't sign into Farmville every 24 hours, your animals get killed now. So <laughs> <laughs> they take him to the work. abattoir. You get back and it's just like dusty <laughs> silence. Uh, should we animals? sing a song for Don Matrix to say goodbye? Probably not. Um, Do you have a song in mind? No. Oh. Talking of being always online, uh, SimCity. Offline mode, yeah. possibly coming to SimCity. 
Um, SimCity may be getting an offline mode soon. Originally spotted on Reddit, there's a picture of a survey EA did that shows a number of potential features that could come to the city builder, including guilds, one-way roads. Oh my god, one-way roads would be really helpful. Uh, bigger cities and subways. Uh, but then also, there's classic mode, which has caused a flurry of speculation about the game's always online future. Yeah, because in the description it says, in offline or online mode... Blah, 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 cheats, tricks, all of this. Play a single fully functioning city using cheats and unlocks that allow you to create your perfect city. So, and the way in which it's very blasé, just like in offline or online mode, has made people be like, oh, offline mode is is a thing. I mean, offline mode isn't one of the things that it's asked about. It's just kind of put forward. So people have now said, oh my God, this must definitely be coming. Um, but what isn't clear, obviously, if it's only going to be available when you play classic mode or what have you. Um, I have reached out to Maxis and I'm waiting on a quote. So I don't actually know if this is true or not. One of the main uh, complaints on, on Facebook is not necessarily the fact that um, you can't play offline, but it's still the sizes of the maps. Like, the maps are still yeah. too restricted, They're meant too small. To, one of the things it asks about is maps that are two times bigger. Yeah. So that's good. Um, still obviously not as big as all you don't, city maps. Well, right. you don't know if it's going to cost. Um, the other thing that was quite exciting that I didn't write up was um, one of the things they ask about is kind of regional, uh, almost skin mods that you can put on it. So if you put Big Ben in your city... All the buses become double-decker red buses. Oh, my God, that would be and amazing. taxis, like, change and stuff like that. And so, similarly, you know, if you put the Statue of Liberty in your city, then, you know, you get yellow cabs everywhere. So that's quite cool. I thought that'd that's, be cool, quite, yeah. that's quite a cool way they, should, they could have done it. Um, so, yes, hopefully stuff like that will actually come. That'd be awesome. Um, but, yeah, too little, too late for me, eh? A little bit. I've, I just don't have the drive, really, anymore with SimCity. I've not played it yet because of the song. Like, I don't have a... I mean, I want to play it on my laptop, and I can't. Well, I mean, Alex was is saying... From, is it still out, not out for Mac yet? No, it no, got no, delayed. No. It got pushed back. Um, it was meant to be out about a month ago. But, yeah, no, um, Alex was saying as well, you know, play it on the commute. Yeah, I would like to play it on the commute. Like, there's a perfect game for that, or on a plane. But yeah. I haven't been able to so far. So if they had a classic mode... I mean, I've just been playing the old SimCities, to be honest. Yeah, to it's be honest, good. it's much of a muchness. I mean. It's still good. Uh, talking of old games, Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII! It's uh, now available on Steam. Um, and that's pretty much all the excitement there is with that one. It's the um, same one that came to PC about a year ago. It is, yeah. So the graphics have been upscaled slightly, but it's no, it's nothing like being redone. People are um, holding out for the achievements. Yeah, there's a thing. You do get achievements. Um, cloud saves. Lol, jokes about cloud. And then um, a character booster. I don't get the character booster. What that enables you to do is, if you're struggling a bit... You can boost your character strength to waltz through a boss. And but like surely the whole point is get better at it. No, no, it's an old game and it's difficulty curve is fucked. I think it's a good thing to have an option to just be like, I don't want to deal with this old game stupid bullshit. No, I disagree. But basically I mean, um, you think it's an option. They don't force it on you. Um yeah, but people should be able to be forced to experience the misery that this <laughs> stuff puts you through. That I had to go through. Um, that I went through as a child. You're the kind um, of person that's going to beat your kids, aren't you? Pretty much, yeah. The one thing that they do... Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the adversity builds character. Um, so That's one... why you're the person you are, because of Final Fantasy VII's antiquated save Pretty system. much. My parents were lovely to me, but Final Fantasy, that series just <laughs> fucked me up. Um, one thing worth noting, though, you can't. the other PC version is available from the Square Enix store. The Steam version is nine ninety nine, and Square Enix version is seven ninety nine. So if you're watching those pennies, you go to Square Enix. But if you want those achievements, you go to Steam. Yeah, and we are. Kind are there of an weird achievement achievements culture. for it though? Like the fourth over limit for Ares or something? That's not weird. It's basically unlocking um her special move. But doesn't she? Doesn't doesn't isn't it difficult to get her to that stage? Oh yeah, because you should. Well, but like you know, I don't you know should... why I'm dodging around a spoiler for a game that's probably got the most famous thing. Well, yeah, no, I mean, but the thing is, again. like, you don't really want to get to, um, you know, not all achievements are meant to be easy, right? You want some. Everyone's all about platinums and stuff, but no, 
You need to earn those things. It should be harder. So, um, GTA 5. Uh, Rockstar a, have released a load of information about GTA 5. Um, Came out of nowhere, as usual. Answer, yeah, straight out of nowhere. A- answering questions that the community has put forward. So, um, they have updated, revealing that um, GTA 5 will require uh, an install uh, for PS3 and Xbox 360. It'll come on two discs for Xbox 360, but you won't have to switch discs. So you'll install it off the first disc and play it off the second disc, which is awesome, That's right? good, yeah. Um, so that's really smart. It's going to need 8 gig of free space on your hard drive. So if you've got a, what are they called, arcade Xbox 360? Yeah, one of those yeah, old ones. With from the four they'll, they'll definitely have Ring ring of death by now if you've got one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so you won't be able to play it on that. But um, they've also talked about how character switching works. I won't go into, into detail here. Um, there's also talks about very deep customization for vehicles and weapons, which to me sounds great. Like car customization in GTA 4 was limited to what? Paint, the yeah, colour of job. the paint? And you couldn't even choose no, what colour it was. No, you just went in and it came out another colour. Um, I went, I drove in and out of that same little paint job place about six times trying to get an orange Cadillac. And then you just smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Parked yeah. it somewhere, wasn't there when I came back. Um, so I think that's really cool. Um, I about it. They've also said they've got nothing to share on next gen or PC versions as yet, but um, obviously... GTA 5 is out September 17th. Um, and apparently we're going to be getting the very first gameplay video very soon. Ooh. I'm so nice. excited. But this, that's quite unprecedented for Rockstar. They don't usually do gameplay, right? Red Dead didn't get gameplay before it was released, nor did I don't think, I don't think Grand Theft Auto 4 Well, they did. also showed GTA 5 in action you know, a good six to eight months out, which is or a year out, actually, which is ne- they've never done before. Yeah, yeah. They've, they're doing things they don't usually do. I think do. they've maybe realised the internet exists. Um, Dave Woods on Facebook says, no disc switching. Damn, that's the only exercise I get. (laughs) (laughs) Very enjoyable. Um, Yeah, and also they released a load of info on the multiplayer, which you haven't included in your story, Luke. Uh, Who wrote that story? story. Who wrote that story? Dan Strait, Luke Carmali. It is called Grand Theft Auto Online, and that's That's all the information that we've got. (laughs) That was it. It's called Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah, so... um, Disc switching can be... I mean, I finally finished Mass Effect 2 um, this week. I had a really weird experience with Mass Effect 2 because I haven't played it for 18 months. And I came back and I loaded up my save and I was standing in a corridor with two people I didn't recognise and a gun. And I could not for the life of me remember anything that happened in that game. I went through the mission just like, who are these people? Am I... F- are these the Geth bad? I've forgotten about... I and then I got. To- it turned out I was on Tali's loyalty mission, which is really complicated. Right. And I had no idea. I got back to Normandy. I was like, who the fuck are all of you? I can't remember which one of you I've slept with, if any. If any. <laughs> if any. I, went, I went around talking to all of them, and all of them were flirty. I was like, did I sleep with all of you? I'm, I don't even remember who That's you are. That's an odd game to pick up and go back yeah. to. I think the adventures of Amnesiac Mass Effect made the game much more entertaining. But just before the final mission, it says, please insert disc one. It's like, oh, I was... That's really yeah. really taking me out of the moment there. Disc switching. The adventures of disc switching. I finished The Last of Us this week. I'm not going to talk about it because of spoilers and ting. Yeah, don't dare talk about The Last of Us. You didn't have to switch the disc on that one, did you? Didn't, know, But I did finish The Last of Us um, and I was a bit ho-hum. Well, let's not talk about it right no. now because I'm going to finish it this weekend. And I don't The Last of Us killed my PS3. Them. It was really sad. Some of the old fat PS3s are 2007 or 8 PC, uh, PS3. Apparently, Last of Us just kills those stone dead. Uh, my PS3 it, has t- been struggling with The Last of Us. Oh, it's really been struggling. Your, mine, like, like the, the fan is just going. Well, mine kind of doesn't pick up the disc for a long time. Like so, I put it in, and any other game I put in instantly, it's like this game is the game that you have put in, but mm. it takes ages to appear. Also, I should clarify, I like the gameplay and stuff. I'm just a bit qualmy about the ending. Anyway, 
<laughs> but it, it, it killed my Blu-ray drive. Like, it took about 15 minutes to load the first scene. Uh. Got to the end of the first scene, which was devastating. And then it just went, nope. <laughs> no more for you. No, you've had fun. Loading 0.01% for 25 minutes. Yeah, what's that like loading thing about? It gets to about 96% very quickly. And, and, then, it, and then the four hours. Take a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's cheating, I think. Um, let's talk about the games that are out this week. There's a big 3DS game out this there week. There is precisely one game out this week. It's called Project Cross Zone, which is the Namco Bandai slash Capcom slash Sega mashup strategy RPG. RPG. Repug. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. We gave it an eight on the yeah. site. Uh, I feel like Fire really Emblem. Apparently it's really funny. Really? Yeah. Um, and it also plays, plays homage to all the different, like, franchise that it comes to really really cleverly yeah. i think so uh also they didn't want to release this outside of japan so you owe it to yourself if you like this kind of game to buy it so that they may release the next ones so it's been out in, a, in the states for a while yeah it's been it? out for oh. ages okay um in, in japan has been out for a year i think so what movies maybe, are out so maybe buy that or is there anything else that's worth recommending that's literally it that's the only game out not even at mount your friends oh mount your friends, mount your friends. if you don't know what mount your friends is we did a commentary it's it's so good and it's about it's, 80p on Xbox Live Arcade. It's 80p on Xbox Live Arcade Indie Games. Indie Games, not Arcade. Slight, oh. slight distinction if you're looking for it. I have a slight recommendation. Not many people are going to go for this, but I'm just saying, if you like MMOs, and who doesn't, let's be honest, right? There is a, <laughs> a free-to-play Chinese MMO that's been localised quite badly, and so that's quite fun. It's called Dragon's Prophet. Here's the thing, right? It's like Pokemon with dragons. Wow. So basically you go around, you capture all these dragons, and it's like proper 3D world. It's pretty badass, I have to be honest. And the localization is awful, which is fun. You've been going on about it. Every time we get a press release, you've been like, that looks really interesting. I wonder if I'll check that out, and you finally have. I have, and you know what? It's I don't even know if it's well made. I think it's quite badly made, but it's just bants. I had this weird addiction for a while when I was a teenager to a Korean fantasy golf game called Pangya Golf with Style. There you uh, go. In which I had a caddy that was a paper bag with a cat face drawn on it. <laughs> And uh, it all—it was so shonky, and all of the Kessa's home life really comes weird. to the fore. Loved it to pieces. It sounds like Dragon's Prophet might be along those lines. Dragon's Prophet is, is is good. I would give it a go. I'd give it a punt. It's like it'll take you about three and a half hours to download, but you know. There you go. That's Sterling uh, recommendation there from uh, Mr. Luke Carmali, our MMO expert, and how about movies and <laughs> social life? Okay, so there's a uh, movie, <laughs> movie, movies out this week. Uh, so it's a mixed bag this week. I have seen one of them and i can give you a pretty good indication on the other three so first up uh, let's talk about now you see me this is a magic film with probably one of the greatest casts of the year it's got mark it's ruffalo it's got um jesse eisenberg jesse eisenberg isla fisher woody harrelson dave um, franco dave franco um it's michael kane morgan freeman morgan freeman um what's the uh, mark ruffalo so great cast right Great so many good people. A load of magicians well. pull off the greatest heist of all time yeah. and a policeman has to go and figure out how they do it. Sounds great, right? Probably the worst film I've seen all year. Whoa. It's fucking awful. Whoa. Awful. Don't go see it. Whoa. Whoa. Not happy with that. What did you think? I liked it because it was magic. And Rich anyone, is a magician. Anyone, yeah, full me. disclosure, Rich Bear Park is a magician and like a He's good He's a really one. good magician. There's but a video like, on the site of him you know when it, magicking Jesse When you Jesse want to know how a trick is done, the trick that I want to know how he's done with this movie is how they got all those people to sign up for it. <laughs> it's so fucking terrible. <laughs> well, it's Misdirection. Like, it's like movie 43 or <laughs> whatever that. It is. 
But it's not. Crap. No, no, no. Yes. It's not as bad as Movie Forty Three. Come on. Well, no, nothing's as bad as Movie Forty Three. I mean, it's totally what, what, illogical. How, what uh, the plotting with is movie terrible. 43? Oh, it's coming out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I know. I saw. <laughs> I've seen that, but I thought, like, how did they get all those people to sign up for a film that was there's, that manifestly terrible? There's rumours that um, that there was. Uh, it was a producer pulling in a lot of favours. Um, so that's and a, lot all, of a lot of the some of the scenes were shot like years ago, and that's why they've they've been waiting to get them all together to release it. But anyway, oh, wow. So that's that. Then we've got the internship. Which uh, apparently is a hateful movie yeah. with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, who become interns at Google for no apparent reason whatsoever, other than to be a big advert for Google. Yeah, so, I, I, are they allowed to just make a film that's an enormous advert for Google? Someone I know went to see this, and they were like, "It's it kind of takes breaks from like you know wedding crashers slapstick comedy to just talk about how great Google's hiring practices and, and ethos is." Yeah. It's, it's just bizarre. It, it looks like a hateful movie, and the reviews haven't been great. I saw uh, everywhere. The Bling Ring, which is the new movie from Sofia Coppola, which is a true story about a bunch of kids in LA who went around celebrities' houses and stole loads of stuff. It's got Emma Watson in it. Uh, it's supposed to be quite good. Chris saw it. Um, if you like Sophia Coppola films, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. I'm looking forward she to She dances that. a bit, Emma Watson, and Rich put that bit in like the video of you three times, so just watch the video. <laughs> so she's... She <laughs> hey, people are going to watch that. People are going to watch that, you're right. Uh, but the big film this week, which I'm going to rave about, and it, I haven't even seen it, is A Field in England. Really looking forward boring. to this one. Uh, which is the fourth film from director Ben Wheatley. So he made Down Terrace, then he made Kill List, then he made Sightseers, and now he's made a field in and England. And it's, fu- it's, it's about time it's a, team, it's isn't it? It's a civil war movie. Oh my God, I was joking. About uh, witch hunters <laughs> and magic mushrooms. And apparently it's like 2001, The Space Odyssey, but set in the civil war. It, oh, apparently it's crazy. That it's sounds in, That sounds awesome. all right. It sounds black, it, it's in black and white, and it's had this amazing like release like tactics where it's being you can watch it on it's out on blu-ray and dvd today it's also on video on demand it's going to be on film for tonight or it's going to be in the cinema if you go to cinema and see it you're probably a bit too late because it's only happening on friday you'll see a live q a with director ben wheatley and he uh, is the greatest british director working nowadays so and he he was in sightseers wasn't he no no he just directed it he just directs okay. it but I'm it was so good sightseers was so good that this film yeah, you know, it's, it's got don't go in expecting sightseers. Go in expecting, I think, like a trippy like kill list. Yeah, um, okay. And I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, just see it however you want to see it. You'll be able to watch it on film four. And I think uh, I'm going to go for the film four option. Tonight. I might. Get, well, problem is, is that it's, you don't get it in HD unless you've got Sky. Ah, oh, that's bullshit. So I'm going to might get the Blu-ray yeah. and do it that way. Is it Netflix as well? Has it come to Netflix? Mm, probably will do. Yeah, it's, it's got not video on away. demand in okay. general. Like yeah, vod, vood. Cool. Cool. Anyway, so that's that. Um, and sorry, it's been a short podcast this week. Uh, we have been extra busy. I'm sure we'll be able to share more info on why we've been super busy in the next in the Very coming weeks. Um, we'll hopefully have some news on podcast 200 uh, soon as well. Apologies for the the, the slow movement on that. Um, anyone got anything to plug? Read the website. We've got really good things on it. Yeah, there's a website there. If yeah. I suppose you could follow us all on Twitter as well. Yeah, Rich Bear Park is R Bear Park. That's correct. Luke Please Kamali follow me. Is Luke Kamali. Kaz McDonald is Kaz McDonald. I'm Tom Butler. You're the audience. You've been awesome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you give us a full uh, five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, if you want to follow IGN UK on Twitter, it's at IGN UK. Or follow, find us on Facebook and leave us a message. It's at IGN UK. Is that it? I think, that's I think it. we've done everything, yeah. That was the quickest podcast we've ever done. Apologies for the short length, but um, maybe we'll just put 15 minutes of silence at the end. We've got some... <laughs> <laughs> we could, we could, you know we could what get we the uh, Porter's some... headset from Glastonbury, just we, put that on the end. We could always embed a couple of outtakes or something. Yeah. Or, nah, or not. Nice. Let's just put or it on the internet. Let's just put it up like Put it on this. the internet. You Bye, know. everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.